It's a bit of a shame, all this falling away. Into the forgetting, they said. But what comes next in this life-shaped story? What am I to encounter now? Dearly beloved, you present yourselves in the presence of God and of these Christian people to enter religiously into the most sacred and indissoluble of all human relations. The bride swaying up the aisle is flushed with excitement. On the arm of her father, in a gown resembling many layers of cream dessert, she manoeuvres gently around clumps of confetti thrown by the overly enthusiastic toddling flower girl. Her sisters behind her, the future in four with family all around. The groom steals a glance behind. He holds back a tear. How sweet are the flowers that grow by young fountain. Sweet are the cowslips that spangle the grove. More sweet are the breezes that blow over the mountain. But not are so sweet as the charms of my love. Other human relations may be outgrown or may be terminated at discretion. Only the hand of death can lawfully dissolve this. The hill is dappled in autumn light. The weathered hands of widower and grieving woman are woven under the willow. A reading happiness for one final act of this grand stage of life. A little hope at newness at an age such as theirs. It was a merry group on the hill. Garland of fresh blooming garland of roses and lilies and daffodilies. Oh, we fame a garland of fresh blooming garland, garland I'll give to the love that I love. Profane human legislation, striking at the foundations of social morality, provides for reckless and capricious divorce. They're using the same words, but the scenes are eons apart. Time really is being mixed around, but funny how the words are the same. What God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. On a moon-shadowed night, the giggles of the eloping bride and groom echo through the vaulting, Gretna Green found. They are both flushed with the joy of flight. The priest, bone-wearied by age, the hour, and the chill of the season, finds himself warmed by their passion. The ancient text unfurls its majesty, like a spell committing these two to the tradition of centuries. forming of this sacred and irrepealable tie, it is what you most desire. The woman is pale, her eyes ringed with insomnia. The belly is ever so slightly rounded, just visible to hint at the young couple's impropriety. The man is shaking, looking much less suave than the confident character he had so 
casually inhabited five months since. Her father is pale, still white with the anger that burned heaven and earth to make this moment a reality. And that it may still be sacred and irrepealable in your eyes when early enthusiasm has passed away and when fancy or sense might tempt the heart to wander. You have come to seal your vows in the presence of God and of his witnesses. The visions that have been moving so fast before Roland slowed suddenly to wind and bend. The next scene shivers into reality. The blushing bride can barely take her eyes from the bulging codpiece of her soon-to-be husband, obstructive, adorned and decorated as it was, for a young girl dancing on the brink of development, the possibilities it suggested were unfathomable. There were some in the congregation, taking bets on whether her eyeline was closer to that, or to the groom's more refined parts. And therefore I here require of you, and of these present, if ye know of any lawful ban or impediment, why, according to the laws of God and of the state, this marriage may not proceed, that ye here make it known. I make it known. Please, someone object. Who makes it known? I do. Why? What do you mean, why? Is this what you want? To be sold off to someone so much older, a toy to be passed around and carried off? What do you think I should want? A life? The world? Anything. A chance to choose, at least. It can't be your story to just be a little figment in someone else's. And why do you care? I... I don't know. It matters to me somehow. The scenes, the stories, the memories, they matter. They all matter. <laughs> Words have power, you know. The same vows and intentions for over five centuries. They grow much larger than the sum of their parts and invoke a kind of magic. You'll be the last to witness this imprint. They're disappearing into the forgetting. I'll be gone soon too. What's your name? Uh, sorry, wrong question. I know they have power. What should I call you? Rosaline. I'm sorry, Rosaline. I don't know all about this story stuff, but you, you remind me of my sister. She's brave too, and fierce when protecting what she loves. I'd hate for her to marry someone who wouldn't recognise that, for her fire to be extinguished by neglect, to be forgotten. You're assuming the end of my story, but my future husband is kind and considerate, and love grows. I know my life was happy, but the Earl King has taken the end. I no longer remember all of my story, and that forgetting frightens me more than I can say. I hide here, at marriage, 
in the comfort of words and of many hopeful intentions. It must be a good end. It must. Once I've finished the quest and can return to the right side of things, I'll look it up, Rosaline, and I could come back and remind and defend you, and you wouldn't have to be afraid anymore. When the knight won his spurs in the stories of old, he was gentle and brave, he was gallant and bold. And though back into storyland giants have fled, and the knights are no more, and the dragons are dead. Are you intending to be my child? Win your knighthood spurs running to my rescue? This was a life that I chose, and I don't want defending. Sometimes we need to face our battles and fears alone. I know I'll be an absent space in the knowledge, little more than a name, a stone effigy, long before you return. Not necessarily. I'll find my way through and be done in no time. But to go on, you need the tithe from this keystone to present to the Earl King. And there is only one story left to take. You need me. No. Surely there's something else. I... Oh. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Remember me. I'll remember you. <laughs>